Welcome to the Church Sound Podcast. I'm your host, Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor, Caleb Winley. We're here to help you get through Sunday. Was it too loud? Did, did you have feedback? Were the musicians too loud? Could you not hear the pastor? Well, we're here to help you with that. We provide audio solutions for all of your spiritual gatherings. So let's start something. Let's go. Yes. Yes, yes. Welcome to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. Guys. Sound Podcast. Ah, uh, this is episode number fifteen. Number fifteen. Gotta be kidding. Yes, yes. The first episode of season two. Yes. Um, and we're so happy that you're here, and so happy that you decided to take your time and listen. Before we get started, I got some things I want you to do. If you know a friend, you know a friend. I need you to share this. Yeah, for sure. I need you, I need you to like it. Yeah. And wherever you listen to your podcast, which is Google Play, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Stitcher yeah. iHeartRadio, yeah. subscribe. Subscribe and share and um, call the action for all our fans. Um, I want to I want to extend a, a hello to all our people in Spain. And hello. we have some new people in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, we had a person in Russia. So we want to let you know that we watch it. Yeah. We're watching sure. and we're paying attention. And we thank you, thank you, thank you. All our people in the States that subscribe uh, and listen to us, do me a favor. Copy the link. Share it to someone that can utilize this information that we're trying Absolutely. to disseminate. Um, we're here to try to help and uh, provide information to uh, to the body. Today's show is a very special show. What do you think? Um, 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 first of all, first of all, we, we start. We start. I'm your humble host, <laughs> Prentice Thompson, along with the pastor. Pastor Caleb Whitley, how you pastor guys doing? Pastor Caleb Whitley in oh, the man. building. In we the wanna, building. In the building. We want to thank our sponsors. Yeah. Metro Podcast Studio, the hottest podcast studio in New York City. If you want to know oh. about them, make sure you go to metropodcaststudio.com and um, hit them up. They can definitely help you. Um, they provide a lot of services. And yeah. um, very, very, very fortunate to be, be be part of the tribe over at Metro. But today's show hmm. is a rather... Um, Touchy, touchy scenario. Uh, Not really, yeah. but it is, but it ain't. Yeah. What, what, what is the title today, <laughs> stop, sir? We are talking about race and the church. Race I think that the- will, but I think that will be a touchy topic. It can be and it won't be. It can be and it will be. It, mm. it, it should be or it shouldn't be. It depends on the right. person who's listening. Is so true. it's race, the church, and technology. Yeah. We're going to throw technology in because we have to understand that whatever um, ever you're in, technology always played a part in disseminating information. Exactly. And with the Church Sound Podcast, um, what we do is utilize technology to disseminate information. So with that being said, how about we go to Sunday school? Okay, class is time. Time for Sunday school. Get me on Yes, yes, yes. Sunday school, Sunday school. Those who are new listeners, Sunday school is, is funny stories that we share that happen at church, during church, round church, round church topics. Yeah. Um, this is a rather serious funny Sunday school. Mm. I had a friend of mine. Well, this is a friend of mine. He's a pastor. He's a church planter. I'm not going to shout him out. I want to put him on blast, but he's a great dude. Um, 
young man, um, young family, church planter, and great pastor. And he's like a great businessman too. Does real estate. He's a great guy. So he was going to this um, conference um, for leaders, and he's a pretty well known, you know, as a, as a young upcoming um, pastor, okay. good speaker, very um, prominent in the community. And he um, went to this convention with all these other pastors from the region. They were out of town. They went to this other uh, conference. There was a pastor's leadership conference. Okay. And when he walked through the front door, they decided to search him. What? <laughs> they decided, said, no, 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 young man, young man, now you, you, you look kind of urban, and we just want to wow. pat you down, to pat you down, and make sure you ain't got nothing on you. Wow. This is the other part. The pastors that were with them let it go down. Oh no! no didn't say didn't. nothing. They just scolded by to me. They, they, they stopped him. Maybe they're gonna stop me. He's a young dude, wow. you know. But wow. automatically, man, yeah, yeah. Automatically, they put him in. This, they profiled him at the church. At the church. Okay. So, so when you heard when you hear the word systemic, what does that mean to you? What do you, what is your definition of systemic, sir? So when something that is systemic is something that not just it's 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 way root deep. It's in the roots of everything that we do and everything. It it it, it, it finds its way into every part of what we find, what we work with, what we uh, respond to, how we relate to situations. It, it, it's just, it's, it's beyond systematic. It's, 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 it goes deep down into, into areas that we haven't even got to yet. That's for me. That's how I've always, you know. I look at systemic racism as this. And, and what I want is like to every black pastor out there, if you have a, a Caucasian, brother in Christ who's a leader, just pass the information. Because the information is the thing that explains a lot. Now, what, a, what systemic racism is, is that there's a system whereby rules, laws, regulations are set up to discriminate. Mm -hmm. It's a system. It's not an idea. It's, 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 it's not an opinion. These are laws. That's placed in place to dis to discriminate out against a certain factor of people. Now, the only way that even affects you is if, if you're in that section of people. Sure. If you're not in that section of people, then you more, more or less don't feel it. And, and my analogy is this: I grew up in a real rough neighborhood, and aside from what you see on television. 90% of black people are not hoods, thugs, and criminals. Most of us are hardworking family people sure, who yeah. um, want the best for our kids. Exactly. What you see on TV is, is the 2 3%. Right. They search yeah. that out. So I'll let you right. understand the propaganda behind that. That's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah, Now, when I was a kid, my mom went to work, came home. She didn't see the neighborhood the way I saw it. The way I saw it was I was in the street. I knew who sold the drugs. I knew who was the bad guys and the good guys. I knew where to play ball. I know when to come home. I know what streets to come back on. I know who not to talk to. I know who not to mess with. My mm -hmm. mom didn't see that. Mm. It was oblivious to her because in her purview, 
that wasn't in her purview. That means yeah. like what she was trying to do was get home, cook, wash, clean up, right. make sure we had everything we right. needed. My thing was, I gotta find a way to get home without getting jumped. Right. I gotta find a way home without getting stuck up. Sure. That, yeah. that you know, dodging cats that want you to join a gang. Yeah. People, you know, all you know, dodging the cops who want to put you in a lineup just because stop you and say, I'm gonna give you five dollars if you just come down and go into this lineup. You know, she didn't experience that. Yeah. I experienced that. Right. However, it's in the same neighborhood. Mm. Happens on the same day, in the same moments. Wow. See what I'm saying? So yeah. my purview and her purview was different. The same thing with systemic racism. So let's just break down the ideology, not the ideology, the factuals of systemic racism. Now, let's go down, let's go down history lane. Can we do that? Yeah, let's do that for sure. History lane. Okay. Slaves from Africa arrived in 1619, Jamestown, Virginia. 20 slaves arrived on the shores of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the day the year started. Now, in 1641, Massachusetts, they legalized slavery. Mm-hmm. In 1650, Connecticut legalized slavery. In 1663, Maryland legalized slavery. In 1664, New York and New Jersey legalized slavery. In, in 1700, Pennsylvania legalized slavery. In 1703, um, Rhode Island makes it illegal for blacks and, a cha- and, and Indians to walk down the street without passes. Mm-hmm. Okay? In, in 1710, New York forbids blacks, Indians, and mulattoes from walking down the street without lighted lanterns. In 1715, Rhode Island legalizes slavery. In 1717, New York en- enacts a fugitive slave law. In 1740, South Carolina passes the Comprehensive Negro Act, which makes it illegal for slaves to move abroad, assemble in groups, raise food, earn money, and learn to read English. This is all before the United States was formed. This is, so by the time, well, 1773, when the, the, the American Revolution happened from Britain, Right. When the country when the country was founded in 1776, there were already a half a million slaves oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in America. Yeah. So, sure. so when people say to me, especially my Caucasian brothers that say to me, well, you need to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and all this type of stuff. And I say to them, well, systemic racism is in place. It blocked a lot of things that could have happened a lot quicker for us. And the reason why, I, 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 what, I, what, I, what I normally say is, if your mom was raped mm-hmm. or molested, mm-hmm. and your grandmother was raped and molested, right. and your great-grandmother was raped and molested, do you think that molestation affected her, affected your mother, affected you or affected your daughter. I'll wait. I'll wait. So we're talking in one family, a span of probably 80, 70, 80, 100 years, to 80 to 80, 80 to 100 years. Right. Is that one lineage? Mom, son, grandmother, great-grandmother. Yeah. That yeah. passed down your family line. And if you don't think that didn't affect you, then you're, you're, you're crazy. So yeah. if you if you factor in 400 years of systemic racism, 
and think that it's not affect a group of people to react and respond the way we do, good, bad, or indifferent, then you need to understand the frustration that we feel. So I want, I want you to do this for me, sir. I need you to read to me, mm-hmm. we the people. Sure, let's get it. We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity to ordain and establish this constitution for the United States of America. Okay. So when that was written, that was written in 1776. Sure. At this point, there were a half a million slaves in America across 13 states at the time. Yeah. Benjamin Franklin owned slaves. These are, these are your, your, your founding fathers. Yeah. Um, yeah. J, uh, J, uh, John Jay owned yeah. slaves. Thomas Jefferson owned slaves. James Madison owned slaves. George Washington owned slaves. So what, that, what does that mean? That means that that statement did not include us. No, not at all, not at all. The statement did not include us, the document did not include us. So when we talk about technology, at the time technology was what? Pen and paper. Yeah. Without the documentation, we would, have, we would not have known this. This would not have been factual. And someone could have easily said that this is not true. But the fact that it's documented, Exactly. Just like just like this podcast will be documented, sure. sure. And so when you lay this out and you you say to yourself, "Well, how does that factor into the church?" Crazy. It's the same thing. It's 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 all through the church. It's it's just like the same way the Willie Lynch letters are still being operated in the lives of Black people today. And how they think, and how they how they move, how they how they manipulate relationships. It's this. I've watched it. I've watched the same crab in the barrel, pastor pull down a pastor, pastor tear down, pastor talk about another. All of that part. It's it's, it's part and parcel of that exact same doctrine that they wrote and they said is when you want to tear somebody down, you destroy them in front of other people. What do we do? We do the exact same thing. So it's in the church. It's been in the church for years. And let me tell you the reasons why it's in the church. I'm going to play something for you. All right, cool. I want you to take a listen. This is take a listen. So what I'm going to play for you is, this is the clip from a scene in the movie called 12 Years a Slave. Great movie. If you haven't seen it, make sure you mm-hmm. go check that out. Great movie. Came out about six years ago. And it's a clip from a modern day pastor. And I want you to, I need you to, Caleb, to respond and tell me what do you hear that is similar. Which knew his Lord's will. Which knew his Lord's will. And prepared not himself. Prepared not himself. Neither did according to his will shall be beaten with many stripes. 
Did you hear that? Stripes. That nigga that don't obey his Lord, that's his master, do you see? Yes, I don't know. That there nigga shall be beaten with many stripes. Now, many signifies a great many. Forty, a hundred, a hundred and fifty lashes. That's scripture. Lord have mercy. Wait a second, it keeps dropping in and out. It's another defiance of God's law. It is a worldly way. And then it creeps over into the message. Tell me what's the difference in preaching against bobbed hair, painted face, shorts, all this, that, and other, being worldly. And we let this worldly means come right in. And we're afraid to say one thing about it. And let me tell you right up front, any of you young people, you want to marry a black man, you girls, don't ask me to do it, because I will not. I refuse. I cannot do it with a conscience toward God and look these quotes in the face. You white brothers, you find a black sister, you want to marry an African or whatever more, don't ask Brother Donnie. I'll, I'll quit church, suit yourself. I'd rather you quit than me get in trouble with God. So, so here we are. Slavery time, where you have using the Bible to sure. as a means to justify their actions mm -hmm. in slavery time, 1800s. Yeah. And then you have a modern day pastor using the Word of God to support racism, to support divisiveness, to support yes. systemic racism, and which is yes. what I mean. Yes. Systemic racism is part of the culture of, of America. It is built into the politics, so it is built into 60s, you can't eat here, Jim Crow rules. Now just think about this. The, the 13th Amendment which abolished slavery was in 1865. Mm -hmm. Five years later, the Jim Crow era begins, which lasts almost 100 years. And what the Jim Crow um, rules is, is that states get to pass whatever rules they want mm -hmm. for between the difference between whites and blacks. Right. 14th Amendment, citizens' rights, 1868. Mm -hmm. 15th Amendment, 1870. Vote cannot be denied based on race. Okay, this is 1870. Mm -hmm. Women couldn't have, couldn't have, wasn't allowed to vote until 1920. Yeah, yeah. Now, this is think about this. In the 50s, a woman could not walk into a bank and open a bank account. Yeah. Because they had to go check with their husband. Exactly. So here are all these things in place, all these federal laws, all these acts, civil rights, civil rights act. 1875, Civil mm -hmm. Rights Act, 1957, mm -hmm. Civil Rights, 1964, bearing discrimination, the segregation, education, public facilities, jobs, and housing, voting rights prohibits, prohibits racial discrimination in voting. All right, Fair Housing Act, 1968, refusal to sell or rent dwelling to any place of his or her 
race, color, religion, or national origin. So it's 2020, people. Yeah. It's 2020. Fight in the same fight. 2020. So, Pastor, I need you to do me a favor. Sure. Could you read to me the great commandment from our Lord and Savior in Mark 12? Could you do that for me? Yeah, Mark 12, 28 to 31. It says, and one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another and seeing that he answered them well, asked him which commandment is the most important of all. Jesus answered, the most important is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, and there is no other commandment greater than these. Okay, so this is where, this is the biggest question. This is the biggest question. Mm. This is the, I'm, I'm gonna give you the biggest question. This is why people are able to take that scripture and and make it theirs. Who do you consider your neighbor? Right. You consider me sure. your neighbor? Sure. 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 But that's what it's supposed to be. But it goes back to. Who do you consider your neighbor? Yeah. So to my to my brothers and sisters on the on the on this side of the fence, other side of the fence, if you don't consider your black brothers and sisters in the faith your neighbor, mm. then you will not love them like yourself because you don't consider them your neighbor. Exactly. You you consider them beneath you, or or they're just here, or they don't count. So those rules apply. Those all those rules that the, the governments, that you know, it, you know, I don't understand because um, I never, I, I, you know, I, 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 I love the police, and me personally, as a black man in America, I've never had a good experience with a with a cop. Never. Uh, I've, I've, never pulled, a, I've never had a bad. I can say that. I've, I've never had a good experience with the police. I'm driving, the cops pull up behind me. I'm thinking like, okay, it's about to happen. I've been pulled out of cars and I've been handcuffed and I've been accused of things that I've, that I've never done, that, I've, that, I've, that I didn't do just because I was driving a car. I was stopped. I was with my manager at the time. We was, at the time I was signed to Flavor Unit as a producer. We were coming from a business meeting. We were in a, at the time, the hot, the hot truck was the Land Cruiser. Okay. We were coming from downtown. We get pulled over. The cops say, you know why we stopped you? We was like, no. It was like, because this is, this, this, this is the most um, stolen car in New York City. And so, with, so, so you just so take because it. Because we're blind. Because yeah. they pulled us out. They emptied the car. It strip searched us. All out on, 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 on like right on the street and was mad they didn't find nothing because we in the music business and we, we don't do that exactly so when, when I when I say that to people like you know I have to paint a picture I have a friend of mine I know I'm talking a lot I had a friend of mine right. 
white, white, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a friend. He just happens to be white. I just call him that. And I met him maybe 20 years ago. So he doesn't know about how I grew up. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you don't walk around sharing that stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. You know, I'm in, you know, I'm a, I'm in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And when I told him the things I went through as a child, and I, I he, he asked me, I was like, dude, I saw my first murder as a kid. I've witnessed, wow. I've witnessed at least four murders. Wow. I've seen people wow. get shot, killed. I've seen it. Yeah. And he was like, really? I was like, yeah. He cried for me. He wept honest tears because he was like, I was amazed at how well I turned out because I could have been, you know, scarred from it. You still have your, your reactions from it. Sure. But, but because I had a praying mother. Yeah. Because I had a mother that didn't allow me to speak slang to her. That's because good, I had a because yeah. I had a because I had a mother that made sure I got A's and B's and and, and B's was not were not acceptable. Because mm-hmm. I had a mother that knew the Lord and knew how to pray for me. Even she didn't know how to teach me how to be a man, she knew how to pray for me to to put me in places to to learn manhood. Mm-hmm. So, but it all factors into what do you do with what you have? Exactly. So. Exactly. So we move forward to the technology side of things. So we went through the history, the history, the, the histrionics side of things, the history sure, sure. of America. How do we use technology in our churches to speak truth to power? I think, I think personally, I think one of the things that even before we could even factor in the technology part in the church, I think we got to speak truth in the church. I think that one of the major issues that I have for years recognized and seen is that a lot of a, a lot of us are told not to even embrace the culture. Mm. Depending, upon, depending upon the ministry that you come into, it's more like you're a Christian now. You're, you're, not, a, you're not a black man or you, you're kind of made to feel like don't worry about those black situations. You're a believer now. Really? Fact, yeah, bro. Dude, I've never yeah. heard that. Yeah, bro. And, and some of that stuff you hear, you you hear it, you you hear it without it being said that because they, they make the focal point. Well, yeah, you know that's who you used to be, but now wow. you're, now you are. No, well, the problem a lot of times is that within the black church or just the church in, in general, a lot of our his, history is is left off or, or written off to be, well, oh yeah, we know that you came from Africa, but that was, you know, that that that's, that has some demonic roots and and it has this, but, but the truth of the matter is that you came, that's who you came Wow. From, you know, and, and it's <laughs> wow. bro, I'm telling you, I, I've, I've seen and I've heard some things and a lot of times we 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 idolize, or not necessarily idolize, but we we yell and we scream and we we say yay when they say that the Bible says that you're a king and a priest. But when we came from Africa, when they brought us here, we were already kings and priests. They didn't they didn't bring broken down, destroyed people. They didn't bring an, uh, the N word here. They brought people who knew how to 
cultivate land. They, they knew what gold was and they, and they had families and businesses and they brought them here and then said, now you, I know, you know, regardless of what you knew or didn't know, now you gonna work for free. And a lot of that, we don't even talk about that in the church, unless it's Black History Month. Mm. Or Martin, Martin Luther King's birthday. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, yes, we can utilize uh, social media, we can utilize phones and all these other things to get the message out. But what message are we giving? Are we telling kids that, I'm not saying that Jesus isn't enough, but there is a place for me understanding and knowing where I come from. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, think that, I think that's important. I think that... I think that the common ground is culture. And the reason why I say that is because we all have groups of friends or groups of people in our lives that come from different parts of our lives, mm-hmm. right? I I have corporate friends that's never heard me speak slang. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you a perfect example. I was working for a company out in California and I was covering their territory because I was working as a regional manager for their distribution. So I was covering their territory in New York, New Jersey, and Boston. Mm-hmm. And this particular day, you know, I kind of worked, my office was my phone in my car. So this particular day, I was returning from, I think I was returning from Long Island. And I went through my old neighborhood, parked my car, just walking through my old neighborhood, you know, to see some of my friends. So I'm walking through my neighborhood and the, um, the warehouse guy calls me. And he's like, hey, Prentice, I'm calling to check on this order you got coming in from um, uh, pretty big. Want to make sure we have all the items in stock. You know, he's talking to me, blah, 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 blah. While he's talking to me, while he's talking to me, I'm answering him. Okay, cool. I'll check this. I need this. I need 40s, two of this, two of that. Could be check shipping. I'm just doing my regular, mm-hmm. you know, make sure they get their product and stuff. And somebody rolls up on me and be like, yo, what's up? Sweets was popping, baby. And I'm like, yo, what's good, kid? Da 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 da. And forgot. <laughs> and forgot who was on the phone. I mean, you know, you just, you just code switch, like, boom, yo, what up? What's popping? Yeah. Yo, what's good, kid? You got, you good? How, how mom's doing? All right, for sure. Blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And I came back and I was like, I, f- I thought I put it on mute and I didn't. And he was like, I said, hello. He was like, Prentice. Prentice, I didn't know you could speak that way. And that, oh my God. Oh my God. I had no idea. Dude. Such use of the vernacular. Such use of the vernacular. <laughs> I have no idea. You had such command of the. Of the native language. Of the native language. <laughs> oh, my God. He, oh, my God. I, I'm totally blown away. Totally blown away. Oh, oh my, my God. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm here. Prentice is a really a black guy. Oh, my <laughs> God. He's authentic. He's really authentic. He's authentic. Oh, oh the accent is oh, it's marvelous, marvelous, simply marvelous. Mm-hmm. So I say that to say this. Like, so <laughs> I know it's out the window. So I say that to say this. Oh, man. The people you need to talk to are not me and you. Yeah. My Caucasian yeah. brothers and sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The ones who are awake, mm-hmm. that's who understand this, the people you need to talk to are the people in your circle. Yeah, yeah. Because true. I can't talk to them. They don't, they don't have my experience. You have, right. y'all, y'all have similar experience. Right. So, right. so when I say culture should speak to culture, white culture, the ones who understand the, the totality of, 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 of what the marches are for, what the protests are for, because you have to exactly. realize everything that we've, we've gotten as a people, we had to fight for. Everything. everything. Civil war. Yeah. To think back. Yeah. Now, the Civil War was about slavery, yeah. Yeah. economics, mm-hmm. and yeah. the, the right for, right for the, the president to be able to tell, uh, for the White House to tell what happens in all the states. Exactly. So that's what it was about. Mm-hmm. So you, when you go down the line and you look at all the rights acts, yeah, yeah. 13th Amendment, 14th Amendment, 15th Amendment, 19th yeah. Amendment, yeah. civil rights racks, voting yeah. rights, fair housing acts, when you look at all that stuff, all that stuff was fought. Exactly. It was a battle. It wasn't just like, you know what, you're right. Mm-mm. That means mm-hmm. everything, everything was baked into society from politics, sports. Now think about it. Yeah. Jackie Robinson played his first game in 1942. Right. He still wasn't, he wasn't the best player. He wasn't the best black player. He was the best player that could take it in 1942. Exactly. Because there were other great players in the Negro League. Yeah. But he was the first, and he was a great player. Yeah. But think about yeah. it. There were no black players in the NBA. Mm-mm. First oh. black player in 1950. Think about it. Yeah. Okay? Think yeah. about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You See what I'm saying? Right. So, so what I'm saying is this was baked into society. It is. It is. It's you just know, like, you know, it's, it's funny because I was reading an article and it's talking about um, I wrote it down. It says the very first Congress, I, I had to write this down, the very first Congress in, of America in, 19, in 17, it was in 1790, to craft the laws of the new country they created, the Country Immigration and the Naturalization Act. Now, now hear this. In America, at this time, our founding fathers determined that in order to be naturalized, a naturalized citizen of America, one must be white. Wow. In America, there was a requirement of whiteness to be considered for citizenship. So America was building in direct line that being American was synonymous with being white. Okay, so let's take that. Okay. So whiteness was an American idea. Exactly. Okay. So when the Irish came over, they were in a war mm-hmm. for civil rights in, in in Ireland. That's right. They came over here and adopted That's right. That ideology because That's they didn't respect right. it. That's right. The same thing with Italians. In Italy. Exactly. They came over and adopted yep. the idea of whiteness. Yeah. So getting back to my original question was how can we use technology to move the narrative forward? The answer is we're doing it right now. Yeah. We're doing it right now. Yeah. Um, having tough, having tough discussions to me, it was, it would behoove me as a black man in America, having a podcast and being able to directly talk to churches or people associated with church 
and through technology to not address this because it still affects you when you go into a church. Like I gave you a good example, another one. I have a lot, I have a ton of them. When people hear my name, right. they never assume that I'm black. Right. Same thing with me. My name is Prentice Lane Thompson. Yeah. That's my full name. <laughs> so when they see Prentice Lane Thompson, yeah. they don't think Shahid. No. No. They don't or think Leroy. Or Leroy, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. They know? think, you know, oh. He's a very smart man. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've gone to places, I've gone through churches, but I've shown up to do a consultation, and I get the I get the double take, and this is what I mean by the double take. Mm-hmm. I walk I, I walk into the building, I have an appointment um, to speak with their leadership or whatever, and I walk in. I say, "How you doing? Um, good to the front desk. How you doing? Yeah, I have an appointment with Pastor. Blah 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 blah. Da 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 da." I said, oh, they're in the sanctuary. They're waiting for you, sir. I said, okay, great. I walk in there. You're like, excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. Can we help you? <laughs> Profile. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm here to see the of uh, uh, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and how can we help you then? Yeah. I said, my, I'm Prentice Thompson. You're Prentice, you're pr- oh, you're Prentice Thompson. Erase that zero off the check. This, 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 <laughs> That would never happen because I would get my money before I show up. So, <laughs> but that's happened. That's happened in churches. Yeah, yeah. That's happened in corporate scenarios. It's happened a lot. I've been I've been the first black in a lot of things. Okay, cool. It's 2020. Yeah. I'm I'm I was the first black something else. I'm not. I can't even say what it is. I was the first mm-hmm. black in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How's that even possible? There's so many bright people out here. So when I say that utilizing technology is getting on platforms inside your church and discuss race in a in a in a holistic perspective, meaning that explain explain the the history. Explain the pain and the plight and have people have a, have an understanding. Some people some people it will take time for it. Get understanding. Let me tell you why. It took time for us to get here. This was baked in for 400 years. This is not going to go away in a week. It's not going to go away in 20 years. It's probably going to go away in our lifetime. But throughout time, what's happened is the needle has moved forward. And now the movie's moving, now the needle's moving faster Mm -hmm. because of the current administration. It's the direct lineage of everything we're talking about. Right. Like that old guard is waking the up. The old guard. Now think about this. Every era, every ethnic group, every gender mm-hmm. have fought old white men. Mm-hmm. In every mm-hmm. century right. for equality. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening now. It's called fear. They are afraid of losing power. And this is where people need to understand racism. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism only works if you have the power to administer it. Exactly. You have the power to stop someone from getting a job. 
if you have the power to whip somebody, if you have the power to sit on someone's neck and not get convicted, if you have the power to shoot someone 41 times and not go to jail, if you have the power to hold hold somebody's vote back, if you have the power to um, give out outrageous um, um, prison sentences for Mm -hmm. something, and and, and the same person could do the same crime, get out in a week. So you have to look at it. The, the, The guy gets convicted for federal crimes and they decide well he's 67 and it's he's too old to do that time and and this is coming from the white house so people are people are fed up it's 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 at a boiling point further than you can ever think if you think back if you look at the images from the protests you see more of our Caucasian brothers and sisters involved because they didn't grow up in in, in exactly. that mindset yeah. that th- because of all the voting rights and all the federal laws has changed the dynamics of how we how we deal with each other. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're not pockets of people who are um, live in that world, but it's smaller it and smaller and smaller, and and I think that. The current administration is in place, was in place for one reason. And I think the reason was the exposure of racism in the country and the people who support it and live by it to come out of the shadows so we could see who you are. Mm. Wow. So now we know, yeah. you know, like my mom used to tell me this all the time. She's like, I'd rather be in a room full of liars that yeah. didn't send from the church. At least I know where they stand. Exactly. And that's a hard thing to say. Yeah. I'd rather be in a room full of thieves. I know I got to wash my back in a room full of thieves, but you in a room full of people that look like you, sound like you, talk like you, stab you in the back, smile on your face. Bro. So now... That has become even beyond the church. That's become us. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So we said a lot. We said a lot. And I want to leave everyone with this quote. I'll let you read it, sir, from MLK. He said, It's not the words of your enemy, but the silence of your brain. And I, it's funny, I wrote an essay. Addresses the white church because when he gets arrested for coming across the bridge in Selma, they said we thought that what you were doing was peaceful. But if it was peaceful, why are you arrested? Mm. So, so they all they challenge him that what you're doing, and this is just this is just the white church that like what you're doing. You're saying one thing, but you're doing another. And he had to come and say, my brother, we're family. Mm -hmm. You were supposed to be there with me, but now we're complaining about, you know, here you are calling on one side, you're saying, I'm your friends, but instead of you being there alongside of me to 
help me get past that and to help us move forward what we are trying to to do to, to bring betterment you mm-hmm. silent you, you you sent me a letter as opposed to coming to my defense wow you know so yeah yeah it, it's not the words of your enemy but the silence of your friends yes and you know um I, like I say, if you, if you follow me on Facebook, you know I do this good thing. I do this thing called Good Vinyl Morning. And and I say, I'm watching. I'm watching who respond, who don't say nothing, who don't call me. I, I'm, I'm looking. In the, in the words of Frederick Douglass, he had this to say. He said, between Christianity of this land and the Christianity of Christ, I recognize the widest possible difference. So why that to receive the one as good and pure and holy is a necessity to, to, to reject the other as bad, corrupt, and wicked. Mm. Wow. That, say, that's, that, that, that says a lot. It does. That, that, you know, that, that says a lot. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I yeah. know this wasn't the, the fun, happy one as you normally get. <laughs> but but this is the information yeah that you need cuz be to be whole and you know like in the bible it said it's better to understand than be understood sure you know and if you don't understand then try to be understood you know try to understand someone else's perspective try to understand yeah. someone else's um, life and what happened to them and where they came from and what they grew up with and what was what were the ups and ups and downs. We can, we can all learn from each other. Lastly, I want to say it's going to be a lot of notes in this show. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of links. It's it's a it's a couple yeah. of links in there with some pastors in a roundtable. It's a couple of links in there from TBN with pastors in a roundtable. It's mm-hmm. other information that you can that I want to share with you guys. But I want us to be on the same page, knowing that we are to love each other as, as you love yourself. That's yeah. one of the, the greatest commandments. So I'm going to leave it with this. Who do you consider your neighbor? That's a good one. Yeah. Who do you see, consider your neighbor? And then treat that neighbor as yourself. Exactly. Welcome. And thank you for listening to another edition of the Church Sound Podcast. We'll see you next time. And as in parting, as always, you say... Keep your first in everything you do, and we see you next time on the church. Sound. The third.